Hello everyone and welcome to the Hot Tag here on Sin. Unfortunately, this week we are not live, so this is of course the podcast, episode 8, right here that you're listening to, but don't fear, we will be back on the 16th of June, live on Sin Nation, so be sure to tune in everyone. This week, I'm going to be talking uh, a little bit about uh, development of superstars. Uh, so how they got their start and just essentially building up a character and um, the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. There's 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 a fine line and uh, it's uh, easy to get really confused and it can damage the reputation of a superstar. So yeah, without further ado, let's get straight into it with the indies. Now we will be taking a deeper look into this next week, uh, next week when we're live. Uh, we will have Josh returning to the studio, and we'll be talking about the indies, so it'll be fantastic. But uh, for now, just a brief look. Um, with the indies, there's just endless and endless amounts of shows uh, in the US. Just everywhere that there could possibly be a squared circle, there will like they'll be wrestling anywhere in the world. And this is where the small guys start. This is where anyone can get their start. And and to build up from there, you sort of work your way up this like this chain of um popular, oh, I don't want to say popular, but like um, more well-known brands. Uh, so probably the best place to say is uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor, shot over in the United States, uh, has just a whole host of talent. Uh, talent such as Jay Lethal, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks are there. Um, just so many, so many stars. And um, it's really, really good to see. Like this is, if you're if you're tired of the WWE's lineup of uh, wrestlers, this is definitely a place you would like, you would want to go to, if you want to check out some more uh, talent. And there's some unique stars, some stuff that they do over there. It's insane, and it's really, really awesome to watch. But um, aside from that, many, 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 many WWE stars today got their start in Ring of Honor. Uh, stars like Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, uh, plenty, plenty more. Uh, Samoa Joe, who we will talk about very soon. Uh, so just heaps and heaps of talent. Uh, all has been developed through Ring of Honor, and then led them, led these wrestlers into their career in the the sort of the grand stage of wrestling uh, in the WWE. So moving past the indie scene, we go on to NXT, which is uh, WWE's like developmental sort of brand, formerly FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, and rebranded completely as uh, NXT and. They have some really, really, really great, great wrestlers. And this is, like, the place to get... There's so many, like, diverse characters in NXT. There's, You've got uh, Andrade Cien Almas, who's a former lucha, luchador, uh, wrestling from Mexico. Drew, Drew McIntyre has returned. Uh, Drew Galloway, as he was known in the indie scene. Shinsuke Nakamura was huge. Finn Balor, when he came over from New Japan. Lots and lots of stars have made their way into NXT and, and and it's brilliant to see because they all get paired up and they just they they these titans just clash with each other so well and it's really really like fascinating and exciting and exhilarating to watch just these colossal like hardcore like indie fans like worship these guys it's crazy but um yeah so NXT is really fantastic in uh, developing stars uh we also had uh most famously the four horse women of NXT who have all moved up to the main roster now all doing amazing work uh unfortunately for Bailey it has sort of taken a dip uh you know from her NXT like higher high she was like right at the top of the women's division but um and then continued to climb that, and I'll talk a bit more about that later. But anyways, getting a bit sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> NXT is um, 
Yeah, they're constantly putting on paper. They do pay per views as well as uh, just uh, the weekly show. So there's plenty of spotlight and they get heaps of attention and it's just so good to watch. It's really refreshing um, as a wrestling fan to check out these guys because there's always there's always new talent and there's always someone that has to be developed and and watching them build these characters, it's it's not easy. But because we watch with them, we we watch their development and we grow with them. We grow an attachment to them. We find a liking to these characters, to these wrestlers, to these 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 superstars and. And it's really beautiful. Uh, one of my favourites would have to be uh, Shinsuke Nakamura when he first rocked up on NXT. That was about, I think, I, w- I, I want to say just over a year ago now. Um, and, uh, yeah, he debuted and it was and it was enormous. He took on uh, Sami Zayn in one of the greatest matches my eyes have ever witnessed. If you haven't seen it, please go find it. It is sensational start to finish. Yeah, and just growing with Nakamura, like him being undefeated, working his way up through the ranks of NXT and ultimately getting that title opportunity and winning was just so satisfying. And that's what I love so much about wrestling, just growing with these characters, watching them develop. It feels real. And, and when you get characters like, like, like Shinsuke Nakamura, when you get characters like Finn Balor, when you get Bailey. Uh, even Alexa Bliss, who again I will talk about later, but it's really awesome to see, and and there's always new talent being introduced and working their way up through the division, um, and then there will always be a next, and so on and so forth. It's it's really really awesome to watch, and as I was saying with uh, some of these stars, uh, they're all stars from like other indie sort of scenes like New Japan and Ring of Honor and, and just elsewhere around the world and they, they all gather here and it's it's really really awesome to see uh, like even TNA uh, stars make their way to NXT and, and, and they, flour- they they blossom and it's really really great. Now I'm going to talk about um, the times it doesn't work when uh, rush booking uh, sort of comes into play and, and the fans do not really take a liking to that and they, 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 they feel a bit sour about it um, most recently, Bailey uh, from NXT, where she was huge, she was praised, and like it, there was no one in the crowd, no one, no one watching Bailey was gonna diss her. Everyone loves Bailey, but her recent sort of uh, move to the main roster has been really, really fast, and she shot straight up to the like very top of the card. She ultimately won the championship before um, WrestleMania, and uh, she defended it at WrestleMania. So that was it was really, really soon, and they didn't give her time to develop. And it was really, it was a shame. It was a real shame because they they were banking on that NXT success, and that's where the development, like in NXT, she had plenty of time to develop. Uh, whereas here, they've given her a brief amount of time for anyone that doesn't watch NXT to sort of become a fan, sort of pushed to be a fan. Most recently at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, there was uh, an Extreme Rules match, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Bayley um, in a kendo stick match, and Bayley got squashed. Um, She was completely dominated by Alexa Bliss the entire match. It was only a short match as well. And, yeah, she was uh, welcome to a bunch of boos as well, so... It really hurts <laughs> to watch this happen, but I I can't help but feel it was it was there, it was the the need to push this star 
so far it was it was too hard and I don't think she was ready and her character hasn't been solidified in the main roster so that's where development can fail and it really can damage the reputation of a wrestler as we've seen with Bailey uh, I think it was last week or the week before on Raw uh, Alexa Bliss also had a it was a terrible segment where she was like making fun of uh, Bailey the this is your life Bailey segment and it was terrible and it made Bailey look horrible and it has destroyed so much reputation for Bailey and I it's going to be hard to bring her back up but it will take time it will really take time if they give her time it will work and I really want it to work because Bailey is fantastic uh, she's a great character she just needs to find herself again and and get in the right I want to say developing matches and just stick to the mid card. That sounds a bit harsh, but <laughs> that might actually be the way to go for Bailey. Um yeah. Uh other NXT stars, Ty Dillinger was huge. Uh coming fresh start of this year, like ten chants were everything. They were everywhere. Not just in WWE and NXT, they were around the world. Everyone was obsessed with the ten. Uh, that is Ty Dillinger. Um, unfortunately, his main roster appearance, um, it was a great introduction. He showed up at the Royal Rumble, uh, didn't make his debut then, made his debut on SmackDown Live later. But um, it's been really lackluster. It's been really, really dull. He's only had um, a few matches now. He's won all of those matches. They've been, they've been pretty much squash matches. Uh, I would have liked to see him be put into the Money in the Bank, Yes, it may be a bit soon, but he's sort of flying under the radar right now with the rest of the talent that's on SmackDown that they're, they're all trying to push. They're all trying to work up. So it, it all takes time. It all takes time. And uh, like with so many pay-per-views, so many pay-per-views going out throughout the year, there's just... I, they need to put them in a solid feud. That's another thing, actually. I haven't even mentioned that. Feuds. Feuds are huge uh, in WWE. No, not just in WWE, but in wrestling in general. Feuds can make or break a character. Most of the time, it's make, and it's sensational when it does work out. Uh, take, for example, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They're, like, constant feud. It's, it's come along with them um, from before when they were both in the indies wrestling together to NXT when they were wrestling together to just this clash and their chemistry together is magical and everything about it is sensational <laughs> and I could go on forever about it but I'm going to stop now but feuds can really really change stuff up uh, The Miz actually has been putting on some amazing feuds with uh, everyone he's been paired up with for the past uh, year yeah with uh, Dolph Ziggler Dean Ambrose he's tearing it up uh, in the intercontinental title scene it's been sensational stuff He's fantastic on the mic. His in-ring in ability has uh, has ramped up, and it's it's great. And it's been, like, over 10 years in the coming. Like, I've been a Miz fan <laughs> since, like, day one, where he was wearing the fedora, and he had, like, the bedazzled shorts, um, and the spiky hair, the little mohawk. Oh, man, the memories. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been a fan since um, way back, and, and to see him properly pull off some amazing stuff... It's really heartwarming, like to watch him develop, even after, even over ten years of developing. It's all built to this, and he's like main 
main event worthy. He's ready now more than he was about three years ago, I think, when he, like, headlined WrestleMania. Yeah, so, he, and yeah, like I said, he's doing amazing stuff with Dean Ambrose right now, uh, helping Dean develop his character further, um, and Miz just plays heel to perfection. Uh, same, same with Kevin Owens. Like, these two will never be face. They'll never be the good guy characters. They'll always be the bad guy characters. They'll always be the villain. And I love every bit of it. Sometimes, uh, some other times that it works is uh, with Alexa Bliss, who sort of shot up out of nowhere and uh, really surprised me. Uh, being on NXT, she... I don't remember if she did have many title opportunities, but um, she really was sort of stuck in the mid-card for a bit. She was a great character in NXT, don't get me wrong, but um, she was she was always missing something. She was missing something. Uh, that's why her sudden move when the draft happened to the main roster happened, uh, it really shocks me because she sort of hasn't had that step up in NXT. She was sort of pushed like into the deep end pretty quick, but she just killed it. She's been amazing since showing up. She's the first ever Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown Women's Champion. She's just killing it. Her in-ring ability has completely just saw skyrocketed you know <laughs> it's gotten way better she's entertaining she's fantastic on the microphone and th- her heel game her bad guy status is just it's perfect and and people love it like you can hear from the crowd the appreciation that they have it's it's really it's infectious and it's really really lovely to see currently she's a bit in a bit of a, a dull feud with bailey uh i am hoping that it's over and she can sort of move on but um at Five Feet of Fury, uh, we I've talked about it in the previous uh, women's wrestling episode that you can check out on our podcast on iTunes and Omni at the Hot Tag Sin. Um, yeah, I love Alexa Bliss, and she doesn't look like she's not going to stop anytime soon, and it's really, really awesome to see. So I can't wait to see what happens with her. So back to the negatives of development. Uh, there's always the problem of uh, returning stars, like older, older stars... Um, <laughs> those listening who may be thinking already Goldberg, uh, this is exactly what I'm talking about because Goldberg, when he returned, it's not that it wasn't bad. It was great that Goldberg was returning, you know? He was he'd, the longest, like, championship defense uh, streak, I think, that Oscar uh, over in NXT has now uh, surpassed. But, yeah, Goldberg returned. It was great until he sort of started beating all the new talent and it was it was it was hard to watch um being who he is he he didn't show up much he didn't he fought Brock Lesnar twice both matches were less than two minutes long and as a wrestling fan that's extremely disappointing I was sitting down watching I was I was waiting for just an amazing match you know maybe Goldberg you know has been training maybe he is fit to fight but no he was only able to pull off two three moves and he was exhausted you could see he was physically exhausted just after doing that and then he goes on to get uh, a universal title championship uh, against Kevin Owens one of the just he's new talent he's fresh talent and he's been he was absolutely on fire when he was holding the universal championship so for this match to happen I was incredibly scared of course I was scared the way the match played out, 
really disappointed me because I was hoping that there would be some sort of like proper back and forward between the two and uh, all that was all that happened was uh, Kevin Owens played a bit of mind games leaving the ring he gets back in the ring the bell rings and Chris Jericho's theme starts playing um, to distract Kevin Owens and ultimately Goldberg two moves and Kevin Owens was done he squashed new talent in 2017 it hurts it really hurts some people liked it and uh, like sure but if you want to be able to develop these 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 stars and Kevin Owens was just on the rise he was up and up feuding with Jericho at the time why make him lose in in 20 seconds it didn't make sense and it was really disappointing really really disappointing so further on from that, um, Goldberg has lost the title, and it doesn't look like he will be returning in time soon. It's been really, really quiet uh, after WrestleMania, after he was beaten by Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar is now the Universal Champion. He hasn't been showing up, and at the at first, I I hated this. I was like, you know, what's the point of having a champion if he's not going to show up? What's the point of having the belt if it's not even going to appear on TV? But um, at Extreme Rules, we had a Fatal Five Way match to decide the number one contender and it it really like built up this championship it developed this championship like now I'm not even talking about the development of superstars we're talking about the development of this new championship belt the universal championship belt which was introduced last year at uh, SummerSlam uh, where Finn Balor became the first ever universal championship owner <laughs> but uh, he had to give it up because of injury and he was sidelined for six seven months and it really hurt hurt me personally because Finn Balor is my baby boy oh my god I love him so much but he's back now and it's great but um, anyways back to this uh, Fatal 5-Way match uh, where we had Roman Reigns Seth Rollins Samoa Joe Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor all in one match the stakes were incredibly high for this match and it built the reputation of this belt. It built this championship belt's status even higher. It made it almost... I don't know what the word is, but it's because it's not even there and because Brock isn't even there, he's even greater of a threat. It's like in video games where you've got to get to a boss level. You need to beat everyone else and then you get to the boss level where you can try, to, try, to, try your best to take on the big boss. But... It was beautiful, and out of nowhere, Samoa Joe wins this match, which is absolutely insane. I love every bit of this. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm marking out right now even thinking about it. Samoa Joe will verse Brock Lesnar at the next Raw pay-per-view for the Universal Championship. Yet again, another young star that was uh, built through development, uh, starting off in uh, going to TNA, Ring of Honor and uh, just being built through NXT as well, like being such a huge star in NXT. Uh, NXT champion, uh, feuding with Finn Balor and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, putting on sensational matches, and then hitting main roster at a very slow start, but slowly building up, slowly building up, and all building up to this. Joe was developed fantastically in my eyes, and, and I'm really happy to see it happen. This will be a sensational match. Like, this development as a whole is great. It really, it really makes sense. Joe does seem like he could be the one to topple Brock Lesnar, who, and they're gonna just go to war. Uh, in my, oh, all right, well, we hope so. <laughs> we hope that they go to war. So, 
Fingers crossed for that one, but yeah, I'm definitely happy that that's going on. Also in terms of debuts, um, or actually, no, let's go back to the development of AJ Styles, uh, um, who, a star who <laughs> tried out for WWE years ago. I think it was, I, oh, over 10 years ago, he tried out for WWE, didn't get through, uh, but instead went to TNA and, uh, joined the X Division and, and created a name for himself, made himself a huge star and... He took over the world from there, going to New Japan, uh, being the leader of the Bullet Club. I think he was the third leader of the Bullet Club. So huge deal in New Japan and putting on a match with Shinsuke Nakamura. Sensational. I reckon I've said that a lot and this is the podcast, but uh, it truly was sensational. And um, ultimately, he uh, AJ Styles had his uh, Royal Rumble debut in 2016. Um, Coming to just this huge up, this roaring crowd, screaming. No one saw it coming. Uh, personally, myself, I had only just returned to WWE. And uh, watching this, wow. Because I had been familiar with him from uh, watch, briefly watching TNA. So it was really, really cool. And he, he, he tore the house down. Uh, unfortunately, didn't win the Rumble, which he easily could have. And I would have happily enjoyed, but... Even AJ Styles has been built really well, uh, being part of SmackDown Live, putting on great matches with pretty much the entire roster, uh, even fighting Shane McMahon, putting on great matches, becoming the WWE Champion. He, he, he conquered everything. He beat John Cena as well. Clean. It was great. They, they had a fantastic feud. You know, had pretty much like the face of indie wrestling versus the face of WWE. This this war of giants, this clash of titans. It was oh my god, so good. I'm getting all giddy again. I apologize in advance, but this is why I watch wrestling. I I love this stuff, and to be able to share this is fantastic. So developing development is extremely important, not just in WWE, but in wrestling as a whole, and we even see it in. Um, like just smaller promotions, even at local. Uh, if we look in Melbourne, uh, MCW, Melbourne City Wrestling, they have some great characters in there and they're all developed really well and they're easy to get behind. And it's great being able to grow up with these characters to, to, to learn about them and, and un- understand their motives. It's a really wonderful thing. Wrestling's great, guys. Get on it. <laughs> uh, that will do it. For this podcast, actually. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, This has been episode 8, of course, the podcast. But uh, don't worry, we shall return June 16th with... uh, Yeah, we'll be live talking about uh, the indies in more depth. We'll talk about all the stars and it's going to be awesome. Please tune in. (laughs) I'm getting my mate Josh back and, um, yeah, we're just going to go wild, really. Going to go absolutely insane. So be sure to follow us on Facebook at uh, the Hot Tag Sin. That's S Y N. Of course, we are on iTunes and Omni. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. I've been Julian. This is the Hot Tag. Tapping out. <laughs>